Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. So welcome to another episode of uh, Spears uh, and Steinberg. Uh, I don't know if I want to call it Spears and Steinberg. Well, it is Spears and Steinberg. Uh, but this is a special episode. This is the pissed off episode. Here, we're doing uh, uh, Jamie uh, Masada's. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Masada, the owner of the La Factory. Jamie Masada. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Uh, so he's letting us use it. And, you know, speaking, it's ironic that we're here. Uh, because uh, somebody sent me an email clip of Joe Rogan actually saying I steal. Um, I guess this was a time when Masada, Opie and Anthony, Bill Burr, and Joe Rogan uh, were all... I don't know whose show they were doing. I don't don't know if Joe... Joe didn't have the podcast then, so I guess they they were doing Opie and Anthony. And this is when Jamie had the uh, Laugh Factory in New York right off... Not Times Square, but a little further over. Let me be real. In, in the CD section, this is this is where they used to back when New York was New York. You pay the what was it the the the, the coinage yeah, for the little strip shows, the little peep strip shows, show, the peep, peep shows. shows. But that's uh, before Disney bought. Right. Work. So this was before really Disney cleaned it up. It was a little clean, but but this was before it was totally clean. Um, and he had it and wanted probably at that time. When it was Super CD, the it was the McDonald's of the Peep Show places, um, but he he converted into jokes, so it went from pussy jokes to uh, you know laughter. Um, and I remember I did it one time. He had me come out there one time, and I did it. So I guess this was him on Opie and Anthony. And towards the end of the clip, uh, Rogan just said. Uh, you know that guy, Ari Spears, is a super thief and a hack. So he sent that. Who sent? Somebody sent. Somebody it to sent it to me. And yeah, because because they heard us on on the fighter and the kid talking about it. Talking about it. So he he found the clip, and and for the most part, ninety eight percent of it is about Mencia. But then towards the last, he took the guy had to tell me to fast forward to the last thirty one minutes and twenty seconds in. And, and he throws and it, you in. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody so, else? He might have, but I just fast forwarded to where dude told me to fast forward. So with that being said, I know I know Joe Rogan is a badass when it comes to the mittens. Uh, dude can fight, but fuck you, Joe. Um, if you're a real dude, have me on your fucking podcast, man, so we could dispute this. Um, but fuck you, Joe. 
you know, so it is what it is. Um, but other than that, I got a lot of other shit to be pissed off about. But I just mentioned that because you're looking at the laugh factory. The laugh like, factory, and it made me think of that. Yeah, I never been in here before, ever. Right. Because uh, what do you think? I mean, it's it's cool. I I like. I, I mean, I like the room, but it's just it it uh it. Every time I come to LA, I always go to the improv or to uh, the comedy store, right. mainly to the store. Right. Uh, for years, I've always went to the store. And it's because uh, this place never felt welcoming to like an outside comic. Yeah. You, you, and I'm not complaining about it. This is a professional comedy club. Yeah. This is where people pay to come see professional comedy. But they also pay to come see you at the improv and the comedy store, too. Yeah, but it's different because at the improv. And the comedy, especially the comedy store, the showcases they run, the different rooms, right. the different shows, the improv. Uh, yeah, the improv is a little different, though, too. And the improv, is, the comedy store has always been the most welcoming feeling one to me, even if it was right. kind of weird, even back years ago when yeah, it was weird. I, I know what you're saying. But, but, <clears throat> but, but the, and the improv is a little difficult. They don't, they're not very welcoming either, but it's a name that I knew. Right. And here I had nothing when I came out here, and people were, it just didn't feel right. So I just kind of stayed with what I knew. Yeah, you got to see the energy in this motherfucker on a Friday and Saturday, though. When it's f- packed to the rafters and the balconies full and there's standing room only, there's an energy in this motherfucker. Which is why I say, if your goal is to want to work shit out and be in the gym, yeah, like the Kronk gym, and for those of you who know <clears throat> boxing, uh, Emmanuel Stewart, Thomas the Hitman Hearns, the Kronk gym was the famous Detroit gym. Where it was like a fucking, it stunk of sweat and blood. It was nasty. Yeah, that's the comedy store. That's what yeah. you go to the comedy store for. But when it's time to for the show, this motherfucker is it. Yeah, but this comedy store now has the main room and it's the show. It can be if it's packed. Yeah, but it's but, uh, packed now. This this comedy in L.A. especially, I mean, in the country, but in L.A. has had a resurgence where everybody's full now. All the shows are full. Even the improv. Improv has gotten busy, yeah. Even the even their side room, the uh, is that right? The uh, the lab, the lab has really busy shows. Have you ever met Jamie? I've never met Jamie. I just I've, I've seen, I, I you know I I saw him. I don't remember where I saw him at. And I I was too nervous to talk to him, so I didn't talk to him. The only person that's like that that iconic person I ever right. talked to was Bud. I talked to Bud. I got to sit down and, and have a little for me, lunch. He with was Bud. a dick, but he was he, he was nice to me because I was meeting him from. Uh, Isn't he Jewish? The fuck yeah! I had that connection. Yeah, but Bud wanted to talk One about Bud. One yarmulke cap to another. Bud loves Bud. And so we were, and I, think I wanted to talk about Bud, so of right. course, he, you know, that was the connection. The connection was Bud. Oh, you mean... Yeah, what? Bud. No, 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 no. I wanted to talk to Bud about himself. Oh, about, I thought like, you said you want to talk about Bud about Bud. Bud. No, no, not that oh. kind of Bud. No, see where your mind is? Uh, hey, man. You need a break, man. <laughs> That's where your mind went. Your mind never goes like to that kind of idea. Oh, shit. I saw on the way here a poster for... Uh, Cookie marijuana. Yeah, marijuana. I, just, I, I thought maybe I should stop and grab me a batch. Yeah. Seriously, cookies are great. Uh, the gummies are great. I can't even enjoy it because, you know, when I smoke weed, I have a ritual. So my ritual, my I, I know when I get back in the game, and when I say the game, I'm talking about the video game game, my finger's going to feel funny. <laughs> your cal- um, your my, calluses my, will be worn my, off? My, my, my fucking coordination going to be off. I play video games. That's my hobby. That's my go-to when I get off the road and I got to chill. But I'm in a sit. I'm in oh to, to bite Bill Burr. Oh, geez. 
I'm in a situation, man. The door's uh, open. Let's I, tell. Let, not me. Hold up. Not me, my friend. Wink, wink. I got a friend. But before we dive into that, uh, <laughs> so my, my manager sent me the article that I sent to you about the Wall Street. Yeah. And I think the gist of it was uh, Wall Street, in terms of their policy towards women, was basically, oh, here's it is right here. Wall Street rule for, for the Me Too era, avoid women at all costs. And I read this, and uh, I know we've discussed this, and I know you got some, some takes on it, um, but I'm going to start mine. And let me, again, put a disclaimer on this. Violating women in any way, shape, or form is completely fucking wrong. Mentally, physically, none of them. Verbally, whatever. Uh, it's wrong. Uh, you piece of shit as a dude if you do it. There might be times, understandably, where you get at... I'll, let me I'll not get off track because I'm going to get into that. At the end of the day, uh, women are to be respected. People in general, but but women are to be respected. And if you're a dude and you violate a woman in any way, you're a piece of shit, man. Um, it shouldn't happen. That being said, I'm going to say this, and, I, and, I, and, and it's unfortunate that I think it has to be like this, but I think this is the reality that in order for a man to protect himself, here's what's going to happen. Powerful men and companies, CEOs, presidents, they're going to stop hiring women out of fear and anger. Um, and I, listen, uh, I, I, I already know, I could hear the guys and the girls already getting ready to pile up and say gasping for air right now no not gasping for air but more or less going if these guys wouldn't do what they do then like i could just hear the feminist pussy's hair standing up right now i could feel them standing at a hut too um here's what i'm saying well if they have no intention of breaking the law then there should be no reason to be angry or afraid that that's what i think the feedback is going to be why would you be fearful or angry if you're not doing anything wrong. And you know what? That's right. In theory, that is right. But the problem is we don't live in a world where people live in theory. We live in a world where people live in emotion. And to be scared, cautious, or angry, it's a human emotion. And I don't think there's anything you can do to bypass the emotion. Uh, and I think dudes are angry and fearful because the rule is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. And I think men are getting angry because it's the opposite. You're guilty until proven innocent. Through the court of public opinion, an actual court, there's a war on men. Uh, and I think the way that the courts allow women to flip a man's life upside down and destroy his name, his reputation, and his character prior to the proof of guilt or innocence is fucking absurd. Um, and I kind of feel like in today's age, the judicial system is for women today what it was for white men in the 50s and the 60s. Um, they just had to say it was true. Yeah. Or, or, or not even say it was true, just make the accusation. That's my point. Yeah. We don't know if it's true. Right. And, 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 and the rule being innocent until proven guilty is being tossed aside. And the way the courts 
are completely, completely giving women all of the benefit of the doubt is fucked up. I don't think the courts are. The system, the courts, the system. The system is it's the system isn't being controlled by the courts. It's being controlled now by public opinion, which is being controlled by social media. I, I don't think the I if don't you think, took social media completely away, it would still be what it is. I'm telling you because I'm going through it. Yeah, I, I understand what. Uh, well, my friend is going yeah, through it. I got a friend. Your friend's situation is a little bit different because it's that that that's. That's not just one person yelling something. This is this is what your friend's going through is years and years of uh, of the the court system leaning and cowtailing to women in the, in this in in what you're talking what your friend's situation is. We know once upon a time ago in the not too distant past, you know, women were uh, given the short end of the stick in so many ways. Uh, sexual harassment, uh, inequality in the workplace, uh, pay inequality, abuse. And, you know, it's great to make the obvious mandatory adjustment. But I don't understand why we have to go to such a fucking extreme. There's got to be a balance. You know, and I know I mentioned this for sure on 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 the podcast, but Chelsea Handler. Comedian Chelsea Handler on one of my favorite shows, Bill Maher, Real Time with Bill Maher, said we automatically have to believe women. That is dangerously fucking irresponsible. Uh, You know, people listen to and behave sometimes based off what public figures say. It's unfortunate that that's what it is or that that exists uh, because you should be able to make your own decisions and actions based off your own decisions and actions um but you know celebrities have influence and you know when you hear a celebrity say something that irresponsible that dangerously irresponsible i think it sets a tone that's 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 uh that's fucked up um it's just fucked up uh and as i read this article one of the guys one of the ceos of a company just said uh at the end of the day just try not to be an asshole. It's that simple. And my thing is, again, it's that simple in theory. But some women lie. And the sad and scary part is the lie can destroy a man's life just as much as the truth. You know, another woman said that uh, men have to step up and not let fear be a barrier. Because it said in an the article, there are dudes who are these powerful men in position in these companies. They won't even ride in an elevator with a female colleague. They'll go, I'll take the next one. There, there, there are guys who are going during meetings, keep the doors open. There's one CEO who said when he meets with a woman in a room, there's got to be windows so people can see. Well, but that's because the rules haven't all been established yet, and they don't want to be part of the process of establishing the rules. So if you're in an elevator and you're riding up with a, 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 a female colleague, uh, maybe you're the CEO, but she's uh, she's a manager in your company, and you look over and you happen to like the suit that she's wearing that day. And you say, that's that's a nice looking suit. You look good, like you would say to a, a gentleman if he was wearing a nice jacket and you liked it. That's a nice jacket. Where'd you get that at? Right, but that, he ain't gonna ask her where he can't ask her now. That's like the rules haven't been established because. But did you ever think that that was okay to say that's a nice suit? Yeah, to a woman. Yeah, I did. I worked in the, I worked in that business. I worked at Saks Fifth Avenue. I, I better think that it was okay. 
But right. I, that was my job is to make women. Uh, do you think? Do you think it was anything to do with about how you say it, not what you say? Like, yo, you would think. Nice you would think that that's true. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you the story. I, bitch. I got I I got bamboozled by the same by the, by the beginnings of this whole system. I was working at uh, at a top high end retail establishment that's only available in certain cities with women for women who have that kind of money to spend. Right. And I was working there. And yeah, where was this? It's it was in Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, my mother used to work at Henry Bendel in New York. It's kind of like the same shit. I don't know if Henry Bendel still has the. The wolf that it once had, but I think. Go ahead. Was it. Yeah. Well, I was working at. I, I don't even want to say the place because I don't want to. I don't want to get all back into it, but because uh, it's it's something that I kind of put behind me, and it, it it ended my retail where I didn't want to do it anymore because I couldn't stand the people for what reason you're talking about. But we had a lady who who used to do all of her shopping all over the country. She traveled everywhere, but her home was in Phoenix. So after she would go to the stores. She would bring all her alterations back to us. Now we paid for we the alterations. If you bought the clothes from this particular company, alterations were free for m- the most part. Um, and so we 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 would take the hit on that. Now she shopped everywhere, so they would get the the sale in New York, right. and they would get the sale in, uh, in in Beverly Hills, and they would get the sale wherever she was. And then she and Vegas was a big one that she used to buy from. And then she would come in, she would drop it all off for us to fit. So they would get the credit for the sale, so that store would make the money, and then we would take the hit for the uh, for the alterations. Right. And this lady was notorious for doing this. And one day she came in, and she would have them altered like two, three times, adjusted every time. And I said, so she came in, she goes, yeah, this doesn't just, it doesn't look like me. This doesn't look right. And I said, no. I said, are you, I said, you're kidding. I said, that looks perfect. It fits you perfectly. And she goes, I don't look like the model. And she opened up the book and she showed me the model. And I said, are you kidding me? I go, you look better than the model. I go, and I, and, and this lady worked out and she had veins on her bicep. I go. The woman had veins vein? on her bicep. She was work. She was a workout. She was a workout fanatic, and she wasn't too thin. It wasn't like I was making. And I looked at her, and I go, and I go, and I go. Frankly, you look better than model. I go. I go. Could you? And I looked at her, and I go, and I went. I pointed like at her vein. And I go. Could you be in any better shape? That's what I said. Can you be in any better <clears throat> shape? Not that I liked your shape. Right. Not that I enjoyed your shape. Not that your shape is making me hard. All I said was, <laughs> could you be in any better shape? One one of the women that worked there called the corporate office and said that I was sexually aggressive to that woman. See what I'm told her about? about the shape that I said, could you be in any better shape? But made it sound like I said I was taken or smitten by her and that I was hitting on a customer. And uh, that was basically uh, the end of my career at that, that company. And this was years ago before it even got as scary as it is now. Right. So I was I was already waiting for this. <clears throat> I was ready for this. Right. So I'm not even freaked out by this. Was I she just, overly built? Was she like would, would, would like that mannish? Nope. She was just a person who was physically fit and had such a low like she she worked out enough and she had a low fat count that her you know like most women uh, have more fat than men uh, naturally right. their body type carries more fat and right. uh, for any women that want to complain about what I'm just about to say you can look it up it's 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 medical uh, I'm not trying to make any determination here about women being fatter than men women just have uh, more fat in their makeup. do you think holes uh, that might be exactly what he's talking about or a little husky don't be ashamed baby 
Email your boy, Aerie Spears. I like you. I like a bitch built like Mike Ditka, nigga. See, and I never even said anything like that where I could be confused for saying anything like that. And and all I said is, could you be in any better shape? And just because she had those little bit of veins right there and I pointed them out, like right. I, was, I was trying to make her feel good so that she would see herself good. And she How did she take it? Smiled and said, oh, you're so nice. Really? Yeah. All right. There was no problems. The problems are in everybody's head thinking that I, or as a, as a man, and I was working in a women's business, but that I, and, and I would tell, and there was a woman, there was a female manager there before me, and she let the staff run the store, and I was told that they just want to get the cost in control, so I was trying to get the cost in control, and because right. I did that, I was being mean to the women on staff. So, so that, that, that's, that's how it happened. So I guess, it, well, 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 look, you know, the woman who I'm talking about, in the article, like I said, she, she, she was quoted and she said, men have to step up and not let fear be a barrier. Well, then you bitches has to step up and help shut down the women that lie. They have to help lead the way in making sure that the liars face stiff penalties. I shouldn't use the word stiff. Penalties. Penalties. They got to they gotta face penalties, Soft man. penalties? No, they got to be hard. Tough. Tough. Tough penalties. See, that works. You can't say stiff and hard because now we're getting into dick territory. Sorry, yeah. No one would ever say, nigga, I got a tough dick. Tough. Well. Baby, is you hard? Fuck hard, bitch. My shit tough. Tough. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you, you know who Michael Avenatti is, right? The, the Stormy Daniels attorney? Right. And he was even considering running for president. And he said all women have to be believed. Right. And now he's saying that what she, his wife, apparently there's a, there's a problem, and his wife is uh, divorcing, or, or uh, I think it's divorcing. And saying, his wife is divorcing him? Yeah, and he has a girlfriend that claims that she abused him, and he's saying these things aren't true. Jesus now, just, just a little bit ago, just a little bit ago, you were supposed to be uh, believing all women. I, I don't care about anything else except hypocrisy. So if you're going to say, and you plant your flag on, you got to believe all women, then fucking hold on to that flag and say, yes, you have to believe all women. Unfortunately, in this case, I want you to look in every stone, and then we can decide whether or not she's telling the truth. But he did it. He said it. it's not true. Well, you can't have it both ways. Let me ask you a question. Uh, because I think at some point I sent you a, either a graph or oh, yeah, yeah. some sort. But if if... Who do you deem in terms of beauty? She's a famous chick. Who, who, who's your go-to? Who's your, like, yo, this bitch right here? You know, it's funny, though, because... Um, I'll make it easy on you. You think Car Katy Perry is hot? Yeah, I do think Katy Perry is hot. Katy, Katy Perry is hot. If she was your boss uh -huh. and she came on to you, would you report it? If my boss if she was did. Ruth Buzzy and she came on to me, <laughs> I wouldn't report it. And no one knows right. who Ruth Buzzy is, but she's been brought up a couple times on right. the podcast. Look her up. She's a right. funny comedian. But no, I wouldn't report it because, not because I'm a man, I'm a human. And if someone finds me attractive, that's a compliment. Now, if they are overly aggressive. What's overly aggressive? Like just grabbing your cock every time they ask you for the time? What time is it? Yeah, you would have, I, I think you would have to be. Uh, physically, uh, you would have to be physically aggressive. And I mean, I think if I came in every day to work and she said, you see, you don't want to go out? And she was cute about it. 
I wouldn't care. I heard, you know, the, the, the women said, he asked me out three times and I've already told him no. And that's right. sexual harassment. That's harassment right. at the workplace. I'm like, most, I mean, my, our parents, our parents' relationships were based upon saying no multiple times. What if she just told you daily she wanted to shit on your chest? Morning, boss. I'm going to shit on your chest, Andy. I would have to, like, daily, I would come up with a response for it. Like, it was, is it solid? Is it going to be solid today? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd have a response. You eat corn last night? Uh, what? I would have a response every day. Like, it seems like, look, and we know the technicality of it. Uh, inappropriate is inappropriate. Uh, and when I don't love how Patrice said that is a vaginal word. Uh, if, a woman, if a man does anything inappropriate to a woman, it's harassment. I think if a woman does anything inappropriate to a man, it's a porno scene. Uh, especially if she's hot. Um, I just feel like actual dudes don't take that shit seriously. See, but you, just, you, did, you did the male thing right there. What? You said especially if she's hot. Listen, because I wouldn't want to get nobody fired, if the bitch was Mrs. Garrett, nigga, I would probably just chuckle it off unless she's just, I don't know, like what would be my unless? See, I don't think I have an unless. Right. I think a girl who uh, played hockey and missing her two front teeth looked at me every day and goes, <laughs> I'd like to fuck you. Right. I'd be like, okay, right. thanks, but we ain't fucking, but right. I appreciate you appreciating me. Right. I guess, you know what, sometimes I think, I, I mean, maybe it's because our lives have been spent wanting to be appreciated. And, I, and when I say this, I mean, because, you know, women talk about this, but the dynamic didn't just change for women and what they're looking for. Like, okay, women get sexually assaulted. We need to, obviously, that needs to be changed. And then now our approach to women now, that should, uh, be, that changed. should be changed. And how we bring it up, because now we see that some of these things, these these things that we thought were pretty passive are not. They're actually aggressive and women taken this way. But men also, the way we're viewed and the way that we're handled need to be changed. Like I just said, like I appreciate that she found me attractive. Now, women are upset about this because women, men have constantly found them attractive and have right. made that clear to them. Well, okay, maybe we make that clear because it's something that we're lacking. I am not like I'm not I'm not uh, uh, I'm not an ab dude with a square chin. If I was, maybe I'd be maybe people women would tell me that they found me more attractive right. sometimes. But they have to find me attractive for other I don't get that. So if I find a woman attractive and I find her attractive not just for just facial structure or body type, but she's funny, she's interesting to me and I say you know you're attractive, you know if I point out something to her right. that's harassment but on the same time that's what maybe i'm looking for are women going to treat us different are they going to are they going to fulfill our emptiness our holes that's maybe some of the reason why we're the way we are i don't want no woman filling your no holes, holes. <laughs> leave that freaky shit for somebody else it's, women going to fill our souls listen how souls listen, is better it sounds like there, there was somebody in the article that basically said it's almost like you can't you can't win like as a, as a ceo or a dude in a position of power because you have a concern, fear, or whatever it is about hiring a woman, it's like, you know, I think the way that it was described or, or, or articulated was these men are going to back right out of a s sexual harassment suit into a, into a sex discrimination suit. Okay. So, you, you know, yeah, the that, risk is what's... you hire them and you worry about sexual harassment, but then you don't hire them and then you worried about, you know... Sexual uh, discrimination isn't going to ruin their career, though. 
it might it might put put it flying on the company. They might have to hire someone and put someone in a position, but sexual harassment that ruins the career. Mm. So I, I like and, and women talked about this. Some women talked about this. Some men talked about this. This they knew this was coming. This was going to be part of what was going to happen because of the fear of what happens next. But. I, you know, the other thing is that I think we should clear up, though, and, and as we find out, and as you look at some of these big companies and the CEOs and the Matt Lauders, there was some fucked up shit. I mean, very fucked up shit coming. And, w- and when it is proven that there is, yeah, there should be tough penalties. Yeah. But again, the fact that we just immediately believe, we immediately uh, convict without due process. What about those guys? Well, let, let me, it's time to jump into this. Here we go. Um, There's something else to this though that I don't want to lose. So keep go. But I want to say that. I got a friend who's staying at his best friend's house because his soon to be ex-wife for the second time has got a restraining order on him and is accusing him of everything from domestic violence Verbal, physical violence, spousal rape, which I didn't even know what the fuck that was. Yeah, it's available. Uh, though. It's, 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 it's on the books. Right. Um, and all this shit, he didn't do. And do you know what a violation it is, dude, to be sitting in your house one minute? Then you get a restraining order against you. Like my friend got, wink, wink. And you don't have a place to go. You call around, you stay at a hotel for the first couple nights, and eventually, because you know you put your pride, because it's prideful, you you, you know, you you kind of go, you know who you can call, but you don't want to make the call because there's a man who has never needed anybody since he moved out of his mama's house back in '93, and has been cons- consistently, successfully on his own. From his first house to his second house to his third house to a couple of cars to money in the bank, several accounts, traveling the world. To have to now, hat in hand, go to somebody and go, I need your help. Knowing you've never needed anybody's help is one thing. But to know you're innocent and you're also in a position where Listen, based on who this person is, this comes out to the media, TMZ, this person will become unhirable based off a lie. That's fucked up. And the part that's really discouraging, the part that really puts the OJ in your emotions is when you go to the lawyer that you now have to hire with a $15,000 retainer, right? And, you know, my friend's manager is going through the same thing. He's told me he's spent so far $1.4 million to try to keep his kid and had to deal with lies and shit. And to have to fucking go through that, knowing you're innocent, and be told by the lawyers, while I'm going to pay you all this money to defend my friend, Nothing is in your favor. 
everything is in the woman's favor. It's your house before you got married, before you even knew her. But because y'all married and she lived there, it's now community property. Well, if it's community, why the fuck I'm leaving? Why the fuck he leaving? It's community. Nope. Guy's got to go. Well, how long before you get the house back? Unless you settle anywhere from 30 days to six months. Like, and, and, and again, listen, man, I can tell you this about my friend, wink, wink. The last thing he would ever want to do is end up in jail. Because if there's two things my friend loves, it's pussy and food, particularly pork. And if we really be in specific bacon, he wouldn't want to be in a place where he can't have either one. I know, yeah, jail got food, but nigga, it ain't food. It ain't motherfucking New York's pizza. It ain't Chicago deep dish. It ain't fucking Morton Steakhouse. It ain't Mr. Chow's in Beverly Hills. It ain't Del Frisco's in, in Manhattan. And to be in a place where you can't wine and dine how you want and fuck hoes at a ridiculous pace is not somewhere he wants to be. That being said, I don't give a fuck how angry my friend gets. He ain't going to pull OJ. But damn it. I can see how niggas slip. It's almost like Patrice said, man, when, you, when your spirit is gone, when they beat the spirit out you, it's like, what the fuck? 30 years, my friend, has put in work in what he does. 30 years. And like that, it can all be gone off a lie. If he did what he did, God damn it, there it is. But a fucking lie. And then when you read some of the the accusations, it's so fucking bananas. Uh, let, let me let me get to two things, and then if you want the floor, you can have it. Even though I know you, I, I don't want to assume you don't have much to add to this because you're good, the Jewish boy. Even though I did that in a Italian accent, um, but I'm sure you got maybe a thought or two. Uh, my friend's ex-wife got into a car accident. Prior to the car accident, the the first the first settlement that they had. He was to buy a brand new Cadillac Escalade, $90,000 SUV, and make the payments on it till it was done. Probably got about two years into the five years worth of payments. She gets into a car accident. Car's total. The insurance company gives her a check for the value of the car at that moment. So it's paid off. He ain't got to pay no more. He's home free. Like a bird. Uh... But, you know, she needs a fucking car. She's crying. She's begging. My accountant, his accountant is telling him, you ain't got to do this no more. And we trying to clear the books. You home free like a bird. Uh, But he does it. Why? Because he's a fucking sucker and an idiot who believes in all the shit you shouldn't believe in. Love, kindness. He's not this horrible human being. Um... So he gets another SUV, but this time used. But nonetheless, five years worth of payments. This motherfucker did this for you when he didn't have to. And then what do you do? You take pictures of the bruises you got from the accident, right? Total the car was. 
She went to the hospital. And now you say he put those on you. A lie. Can destroy a man's life when, if and when that comes out in the press. Niggas is beating you up to the point where you get into the Tina Turner lumps. My, my, my friend has a son, eight years old. He has food allergies. So certain things he just can't eat or his you know, throat will close up. Mom's got to use an EpiPen. My friend loves Popeye's chicken. One night he goes and gets Popeye's fried chicken. This bitch claims. Now, did, and, and, you know, at some point, you think as a judge, as a lawyer, you got to insert common fucking sense. Really, bitch? Here's the claim. This motherfucker somehow went and extracted extra chicken grease from the eaten chicken and smeared it all over his son's dinner plate in an attempt to do him harm. Are you fucking kidding me? Get the fuck out of here, man. Like, bitches do crazy shit like this. And until this shit is settled, it could get crazy in terms of lawyer fees both ways. Because, again, the man has to pay the woman's lawyer fees. The woman gets to keep the crib while the man who owns the house with his name on the deed is homeless. Every benefit of the doubt goes to the broad. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, with the adjustments that are being made in the way men are supposed to deal with women, handle how we talk, how we approach, how we interact. Oh, oh and, and again, go ahead. Go please, ahead. I'm not trying. No, no, I just no, no, don't want to lose this, my train of thought. This is your show. Here's what's killer, right? My friend's manager says to him, I'm going to give you the number of a guy who can help save your life. His name is Dennis Brown. The Nest Center. He's a, he's a, he's a, what do you, what do you call the, 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 the not Hasidic Jew. It starts with a P. Is it, is it a certain kind of Jew? He, Protestant. Protestants are not Jews. Well, then fuck. But there was a way he described his, his Jewish, Jewishness. Yeah. He goes, this guy's from New York. He's a, he's a 50 year old, fill in the blank Jew, straight shooter, don't bullshit. This guy's a character. My, my friend goes to meet with this dude. And I'm, first of all, I'm thinking, well, why would you go meet? Like, what's the point of this? My manager tells my friend, if you take a couple of courses in domestic violence, it looks good for you because it shows the judge you're taking steps to fix your problem. I'm innocent. Doesn't this show an admission of fucking guilt? That's insane. Why would I? Why? Would my friend go somewhere where he's going to get signed into a class to show he's for good measure when he didn't do it? How ass backward is that? Why are you going to something for a, 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 a thing you didn't do? This is why, like I said, it has to change because men the way that society was structured early, if we're going to make all these changes, we need to make this fair on this side. When I got my divorce, my uh, ex-wife uh, made a lot more money than I did. 
and she got to keep she kept the house she uh we split custody with the kids that was kind of nice she didn't have to do that I, I didn't have to work that hard we we just made this very simple we went through it and she did tell me and i said and i didn't want anything from her like i gave i didn't want my kids life to change so right. when i left i said i want i'm not taking anything i'll take some stuff that i need to eat and live and you know maybe a couple of things here and there that i wanted that were from my life and I said, but I don't want the kid's life to change. I want to take things that they're going to notice other than the fact dad's not there. You know, I, that's, that's enough. And uh, I did all that. And she got the house. She got all the stuff. She, and, you know, she did, she did. She, she kept what debt we had. She did keep that. And uh, it was a good deal for her is all I'm saying. And I said to her, I said, when we were talking, she brought up some stuff kind of like as we were finishing the divorce, kind of almost like a little kind of digs you know jam and i said uh you know you made more money than me i mean if i don't sign this you know i could ask for support because i'm entitled to it and the law would have given it to me because we, we had shared custody I would, right. and and she goes if you did that to me i would fight you tooth and nail for everything then you know it's funny because i've said this numerous times it bothers me when men are portrayed in sitcoms like dummies. And when you hear comics say the cliche, hacky, well, women are smarter than men, huh? Wow, the bitches, ah, yeah, we're smarter. And I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Women are like toddlers when it comes to emotion, sense, and, and being rational. I know it makes. I know for TV they like to make us look like bummed up fucking idiot. I can't tie my shoes without the help of a woman. Like 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 men are just that fucking dumb. And and quite frankly, and I'm not sitting here saying women are dumb, but I'm just saying the truth is when it comes, they're wired different, man. They're thinking. L- listen, d- d- does it make sense that my friend is the sole breadwinner? My friend's soon-to-be ex-wife doesn't have a job, hasn't worked since work was invented. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This bitch ain't ain't got no money. This man is solely responsible for everything. The, 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 The mortgage payment in Florida, the mortgage payment in California, the car note, the bills... To where it's heavy money. So you're going to cut your nose to spite your face. Because you want to hurt this motherfucker so bad, you're going to go, I'm going to destroy because you mad and you bitter. I'm going to destroy this motherfucker. Bitch, you're destroying yourself. You put this man in a position where he can't work, he can't earn a living, how do you get your money? And when you get in this kind of guap, you want the money train to stop? Does that fucking make sense? Is that rational thinking? No, but when it comes time for the courts, though, that's still your problem. Whose Not problem? His problem. His problem. His problem. Because you still have to pay whatever they say. Well, no. But if you you have to go, you ha- it's an adju- they'll make the adjustment. adjustment. She'll only get what he makes, right? So again. If this motherfucker could potentially could make 
a, a, a good, a, a heavy five figures in a month versus low to mid-level four figures in a month because you done fucked around and lied and you want to be irrational. You're fucking yourself. You're fucking yourself, man. Like, like I it just, it's, it's, it's bananas to me. My, my, my friend's manager who's going through what he's going through with his kid, he told me what he was on a witness stand. And at one point, as I, and as he was talking to Mr. Brown, the domestic violence dude, he told me, he said one time, uh, the manager was in court and the mom lied and said he was basically fondling their son in the bathtub. Now this is this guy's fighting for his son and his life together, and he just it just he he was furious and he just blurted out, "You fucking cunt!" And the domestic the domestic violence guy goes, "I wish I had been in court that day so I could have slapped the shit out of him." He goes, "You you you can't let emotion." And he goes, "At one point, the judge turns to him and goes, Sir, does the program work?'" This guy's yelling out, "Fucking cunt!" Does the program work? He goes, yeah, Judge, it works, but he had a moment of humanity. Sorry. Like, like you even have to go into court and maintain a certain amount of poise when you know you're being accused of some shit that you didn't do and your life is on the line and you, and you, you even through all of that, lies, restraining order, kicked out your own shit, homelessness, uh, you've been the sole provider and now your career and all of that, you, 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 the, the gratitude that you should get for doing what you do is being spit in your face like a fuck you. But you got to maintain your cool. Because if you don't, it shows that you can't keep your cool. If you can't keep your cool, then everything they said was true. Is it? Am I crazy? Yes. Is this? No, no. Yes, no. No, you're crazy though. But is this not the most foul shit ever? This is a dangerous game of here are the landmines. Uh, good luck, nigga. Okay, but- and, and, and we tell we're we're telling you where the landmines are, but you're gonna walk blindfolded through this shit. I mean, it's, it's just it's it's. It almost makes me think of that 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 scene in Devil's Advocate with Pacino when he goes, uh, "God plays sick games, Kevin. He sets the rules in opposition. Look, but don't touch. Ha, touch, but don't taste. Ha, taste, but don't swallow. It's 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 a sick fucking game of, but." This game was set up this way because, and this is where we have find ourselves today. This was set up this way because men used to get everything that they wanted. This was the only thing that they lost at, was the court system. We used to get everything. But now through the court system, we lose everything. Yeah. How do and you that like was, them apples? And that was the punishment that was the retribution that we got for being the men of the 50s. That's really what it was. So now... But now I'm going I'm I'm to steer this car in a whole different but almost relevant direction. Do you see how fucked up black people have it now? Because we still waiting on our, our, our uh, comeuppance based on horrible shit that has been done. I've 
always related to that. Niggas is still waiting on that shit to pan out. See, that's the problem, though. That now, let shit me get back that on the road. That be, wait, wait, wait. Just let me throw the... This shit ain't ever coming. So <laughs> I, that's the problem. That's, oh, that was a that's, great moment of honesty. That's the problem. It's not coming. Let's be honest. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. And you know what's crazy? Uh, something that my new social media team told me, which this is going to play into all of this because my manager keeps sending me these goddamn uh, clips and stuff we could be talking about. Sarah Silverman responds to Nick Cannon sharing an old tweet where she used homophobic language. Yep, this is all getting to be ridiculous. Yeah, so... I have I have a really... I'm a, I want to... Di- I'm, I'm not going to dive into this because I haven't read the article, but this almost might be a to-be-continued. Um, I want to talk about this because this, oh, I, I have the answer to this, and I don't understand well, why... Well, here's, here's, here's what I want to skip ahead to. Uh, let me find my man's. Uh, I got a lot of emails this week, man. Uh, I think. And who was the dude that said? Uh, I got an email too. We're he, get to. you, you said he responded, uh, and the other guy. He called you the other guy. You said that's what we should call this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Aries and the other guy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this one email. Okay, yeah. Uh, from Nick Morton. He goes. Uh, not sure if you will see this, but if you do, please forgive the bad grammar. I've just listened to the first few episodes of the podcast, and I'm loving it. I'm a white Canadian guy in his 30s living in Vancouver, so clearly we could be brothers. We're so similar. I think you're one of the best stand-ups working, brilliant on Mad TV, and I even remember you from an episode of the Champs podcast. I know I'm late doing this, but you asked on a podcast for people who to write in about being atheists. I'm not sure where you're at right now on being an atheist, but I wish you the best on this journey. I'm an atheist, and I have atheist friends. In my experience, it's a long, hard road to go down, my friend, and it takes years to get rid of the brainwashing that has been done. My mom was a Catholic nun, and my uncle is a priest, but I just don't have it in me to believe in fairy tales. You're asking the right questions, and you on stage doing anti-God jokes. God damn it, I want to hear that. If you want to hear extremely intelligent people talk on this, go to YouTube and listen to Sam Harris and Christopher Hitchens. Religion is terrible, and the white man used the Bible for hundreds of years to give your people false hope for getting out of slavery. It truly doesn't make sense to me why black persons would have any respect for it. I love debating religious people. They get so upset when you shatter their delusion. And to him, I wrote back, like, I just don't understand it, Nick. I'm going through a situation situation right now where I'm asking, pray, asking for God's help through prayer, and uh, the idea that he would help me but couldn't help all the black slaves who prayed to him to deliver them from bondage, murder, rape, and torture is ridiculous. Black people have a saying, God may not come when you call, but he's always on time. So you mean to tell me from the time slavery started to 400 years later, that's being on time? Fuck out of here. That's late as a motherfucker. So apparently if God is real, God is, God is a nigga. Black people's freedom from slavery was an eventuality. And that might be my first joke into trying to do this. Because, I, again, I know with black people, even with white people, because with religion, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a tough walk. But, but my point is just that. I think it's absurd to try to sell me on God is going to answer my prayer, but he doesn't answer the prayers of kids in hospitals with terminal illnesses. God is going to answer my prayer, but he couldn't answer the prayers of niggas who had been in bondage for 400 years. And I know there are black people that will hear that and go, the day they got freed, good Lord, Lord done finally answered, good God is good. And again, freedom for niggas was an eventuality. So I don't know how much God played into that. It was eventual niggas was going to be free. 
I see. I, I hate that the idea of God being used to keep people enslaved because the idea it's rougher than that. If you if you really if you think that using God to keep black people enslaved, that same religion also kept white people in riches. That's a really that's a really tough one to. Mm. If you look at it that way, because white people were practicing that religion, how 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 did it, and the hypocrisy? This is where it goes back to me with hypocrisy and why not being a hypocrite is so important. Because if you really believed in that religion, there's no way that you could have slaves. So th- yeah. this is this is where my this is where my my, my problems in in, in in the hypocrisy and in hypocrisy in in politics, hypocrisy in any part of your life is I feel is is detrimental. To you, and I'm not an atheist, but I'm I'm agnostic. I believe there's something more than me because I know that I'm not in charge, and so I believe something's out there because something had to start it. And I know that my brain. I know two things. I know that I'm not smart enough to figure it out, and I know that any man that wrote the religion that's written that we have mm-hmm. is not wasn't explained religion to us in a way that we could understand it. Or explain God to us in a religion so that we could understand it. Right. And, and it explained it to people from past, and those people weren't very smart. So it needed to really dumb down what God was. And so I can't believe in any, anything that's been written. Because it was written for people that weren't as smart as we're supposed to be right now. And it was written in a way to explain it to dumb people. And I know that I'm not smart enough to understand what this energy, and I believe that we are all part of one unique energy. And I can't explain it. I just know that I can feel it. I can feel when someone's standing behind me. I can feel when something bad's about to happen, maybe a second before, but I feel it. So I know that I'm part of a bigger energy, but I can't explain it. I'm not going to try to explain it. I'm going to accept it, and I'm going to do the best job that I can as a human being. But this religion thing... I mean, you can make some jokes about it, but it is tough because well, people people's uh, whole life is dependent on. I, I've been I've been saying to you for a long time. I would love to be able to tackle uh, atheism uh, comedically, and I'm you know certainly there are black people out there that don't believe in it. Um, but again, like Richard Pryor said, black people we tight with God, and it just seems like yeah, you know we know the Christians come in all colors, um, and people are religious all over the world. So this is not just relegated to black people, but it just seems like or Christians or Christian, but it just seems like niggas. Are, ooh, Lord, we just deeper with God somehow. So to be able to try to fill that lane, that's a tough lane. But I think if you can fill it right, that's I, what that shows you genius. I, I, I but I, I and I don't think that. Black people are tighter with God than white people are tighter with God. Here's the thing, I, I, and I'll explain it this way. I don't know if tighter is the right word. I just mean, you know, you know, white people go to church and Lord, right, yeah, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like your joke. Black people, you got yeah, to throw. I was gonna say, right? White. That would be like American Bandstand is white people, right? At church, let's like call it that. Let's make that. And, and Soul Train. Train I knew you were the opposite thought yeah, comment. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's right. the difference. I mean, which one would you rather watch? Which one has more? Life and soul. I want to see the niggas that jump to the rafters and do flips in the air like uh, the Blues Brothers and the James Brown scene. And if you really want this to make sense to you, go back into like 60s music when Bandstand was first on and you'll see the difference. Listen, before, because we about to, the clock is running. 
I will say this, man. Uh, if you're lucky enough to have people in your life, best friend, brother, who you can call your friend, who is there for you. Because really, you really like that. I know it sounds corny or cliche or whatever, but it's truth in it. You really don't know who your friends are till the shit hits the fucking fan. And my friend is lucky enough to have a friend who he's known since fourth fucking grade. And when I tell you this motherfucker, these two dudes is like Riggs and Murtaugh, Jake and Elwood. <laughs> and there's a song by Eric Clapton, which is on the soundtrack for uh, Lethal Weapon 3. It's called It Was Probably Me. When the night turns cold and the stars look down and you hug yourself from the cold, cold ground, you wait the morning for the strangest comb. No one would you see who could it be? Ask yourself who'd watch for me. A solitary voice to speak out and set me free. I hate to say it. It's hard to say it. It was probably me. And it's just a song about friendship, dude. And I'm telling you, my friend loves this nigga. Because when my friend told him, hey, it might be half a year, nigga. It might be a basketball season before he get his house back. And my friend is married. So, you know, if it was his place, he'd be like, nigga, what? Come on. But, you know, with a woman in a marriage, she could intervene and, babe, we can't. And now he's fucked. So... The fact that my friend's friend saw past pussy to realize what was most important. It's deep, man. Brought tears to my eyes. So if you're out there and you're lucky enough to have a Han Solo in your life and you Luke, don't sleep on that, man. That's special. That's special. So are we ending it there? I don't know. I mean, we got... Two minutes. I'm trying to think. I'd like to get one more. Somebody else said. Uh, I wanted to get that part in about where you brought up uh, Sir Silverman and people. Go uh, ahead. Bringing up these old tweets. Go ahead. And they want people want to apologize. Have people apologize for shit that they said ten years ago. Sanitize their Twitter. And 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 I'm and, and I'm I'm, I'm going to say something. I God, I don't want to end the podcast right here though with this. This is the Kevin Hart shit. It's the Kevin Hart shit too. Uh. Well, go ahead and say it. Well, go go ahead and say it, and 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 if you can't, because my social media team gave me a great idea. Okay. Uh, that well, I'm we gonna might ta- be able to use. I'll, so I'll talk about this real quick, but it's it's also going to put me in a bad light, and I and I'm going to have to say it this way because I I can't change the way that it is. Um, you need you need those tweets. Kevin Hart needed those tweets on his Twitter. Sarah Silverman needs hers. Everybody needs the tweet. Whatever we said in the past is the part of our past. It's part of how we've grown. It's part of who we become, and it shows the development of who we are as people. Now, it's very important that we see the development of people so that we know which direction people are heading. You need to know that you're improving as a human being because humans have improved over, over the years. We have gotten better as people. This is supposed to be the best time to be alive as a human. With all the things that are going on, this is the best it's ever been in the world. That is statistically speaking. It's not the best for everyone. Some people aren't having the best time. But this is the best. And to have those tweets out there, and Kevin Hart addressed these already, and he said he already addressed what it was. He's moved on. He's become a better person. He's changed his act. He changed what he talked about. He's better. Sarah Silverman, better. 
we move in a direction that hopefully we do get better, but we need to see where we came from to know who we are today. And the only way that I can say this, if you change that, that means you're going to have to start changing books. And let's say that we change uh, Huckleberry Finn, written by Mark Twain. Now, have you ever read that book? No. Do you know what's in that book? A, a big nigga that he's friends with. Uh, and how many times is that word said in the book? I, for, I don't even know how many times. I heard right. it somewhere 50 to 100 times in that book. Right. So if that book is still supposed to be relevant, if it's still read in schools, right. and you want that word changed, we can do that. We could take that word out, we can sanitize the book, and we will change that. And 100 years from now, they'll read that book, and they'll think that when that book was written, that's the people who wrote that book. Look how good they were. They didn't use words like that. It's not who we were back then. That book represents who we are at that time and the life that we live in this country at that time. And that's our history. And if you don't preserve history, you're forced to repeat history. Mm. Farrakhan said that on Donahue. And we need to have that to show the direction that we are moving. And if you take that away, if you sanitize it, we were destined to repeat because we will not know which direction we're moving in. I know which direction we're moving in. I know which direction Kevin Hart is. I don't think that he is a homophobic person that wants bad things to happen listen, to gay people. Listen, listen, I say this in my stand-up, and I'm going to say it again. Uh, much love to the gay community. Much love and respect to the LGBTQ community, is it? Is that right? I don't know how many letters they put in. I know they're adding letters all the time. <laughs> much love and respect to y'all. But you guys have to stop flip-flopping. You guys got to make up your mind. If it's equality you want, you can't pick and choose what equality works and what equality doesn't. That being said, I say this all the time. As long as you're not physically hurting anybody or denying anybody their God-given rights, the inalienable rights, and you treat people with respect and kindness, all of that, but when you come to a fucking comedy show, tighten up, man. Tighten up. I don't know if... Tighten up. Don't let your feelings get in the way you, of your funny. Come on, man. Come on. You, you can't pick and choose when that works for you and when that doesn't. Everybody should have the ability to be fucked with in a, on a comedic level in a comedy club within the, in, in the comedy context. Nothing should be out of bounds. And if there's something that triggers you, it's not get the comedian's the fault. Get the fuck out. Get up. And get go out. Take, take go have the, a cigarette. Get, 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 fuck the cigarette. Get, exit. You'd be free like a bite. And I just want to bring up one other thing that people need to remember about the history and we go to the past. When you hear people say things that you don't agree with, uh, people like Kevin Hart, myself, Aries, we grew up in a different time as well. And we grew up with this, a simple saying that my mom used to tell me all the time. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt you. And we at the point where names is hurting. And, that, and, and, and I understand. And if we need to remove some of those names, we need to change the way that we communicate to one another outside in general life and public. That's one thing. But remember, that's what we grew up on. And so if there's an old tweet from 10 years ago, we're still dealing with the fact that that's how we were brought up. Listen, man, <clears throat> time really has run out. Uh, but let me just say to Henry Duran, who I know is a Patreon follower of mine, and he also wrote me. He goes, and he's talking about the fighter and the kid. I know you caught a lot of negative feedback. It's because of that and because you guys discussed it at length on the podcast that I thought I'd email you about it. 
It'd be real cool if you brought up on the podcast any of my points you especially agree with. Put something in a light you haven't thought about or what you did not agree with. On a different note, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Who was the funniest person you worked with on Mad TV? Oh, my God. Will Sasso, Deborah Wilson, and Mo Collins. Them three motherfuckers was the shit. And what characters were your favorite of his and hers? I, that, that's a, that's a, We've run out of time, and I gotta, I'm going to answer this, Henry, but we're going to have to uh, put a uh, to be continued on this. Appreciate the love. And, I, you know, it's like I wish you guys would come on, man. Like, I keep asking you to fucking uh, subscribe to my Patreon, man. Help a nigga out. My friend is going through shit. He got to pay them Jews, baby. Them loyals. <laughs> so he can be free like a babe. Would you and don't if you donate what you want? A dollar, two dollars, five dollars. Come on, man. Don't keep having me ask you motherfuckers to do this and you don't do it. And Henry did it. And and coming up on on Aries Patron, we're gonna have side notes that we're gonna start doing from our podcast that are gonna get put up on there. That's you're gonna get you're gonna get that extra. There's gonna be some. Uh, there's, yes. there's gonna be a lot of extra content coming up on Aries uh, Patron. So come on, man. Quit fucking playing, man. Be put your dick on the table. Don't be late to the game. Yeah. All right. So. As always, Aerie Spears Instagram official. Aerie Spears official for Instagram. Aerie Spears for Facebook. And you know what? I'm nervous because these new people that I'm fucking with, my social media team, they pretty much promise me they can get me back on Twitter. That'd be great. Because of who they know. No, my manager thinks it would be disastrous. <laughs> uh, well, it depends on how you used it again. I know. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself... For promotional purposes only. Yeah. Okay. I'm reloaded. Andycomedy.com. You can go to all my social media at the top. Don't follow me. on. You can follow me on Facebook if you want. If I put you on, that's fine. I'm, I don't even use it anymore. Go to my go to my Instagram. That's the only thing that I'm really paying attention to, that and Twitter. Uh, also, we are going to be in uh, Cobbs. We're going to be in San what Francisco. What city is that? San Francisco. Moisture. <laughs> Moisturize. San Francisco. How can you say that, Gail? When you know I'm so close. That's a trivia for y'all. What movie is that from? Dave is my friend. Gail. He ain't a gangster no more. He ain't a lawyer no more. You're a gangster. You did rip him off. Fuck you. We're going to be in, again, San Francisco. Come Ooh, out to Cobbs. It's a raining man. Come support us at Cobbs. Hallelujah. Cobbs is more of a music venue kind of feel. Nah, it feels like what it's supposed to feel like. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I just want more people. Listen, yo, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm my fingers are crossed, dude, because this new publicity team, I, yeah. like I couldn't get for the last... Four or five years, uh, press and no TV. Not Chewy Gomez used to be the number one hip hop. Then he went somewhere else, but couldn't get no more hip hop. Basically, was relegated to two stations in one building, and those stations, eh, nigga, I got TV, I got Chewy Gomez, I got the other two stations. We 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 got we got we got San Antonio. <laughs> we 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 got we got Chicago, we got DC. Now 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 come on now, Tina. Don't 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 we 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 got the toe. Um and here's what oh shit, here's what I'm excited about. There's a place 
in San Francisco from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, uh-huh. you are going to fucking love. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to. You know that we're only there Friday and Saturday. Are you going out there Thursday? Are you going out yeah. there? Yeah. Friday, there's Saturday, no Sunday? Sunday? No, there's yeah, Sunday. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. It's a, uh, they specialize, it's, it's a lot of kimchi, but <laughs> you're going to peck me on my neck. Especially since being San Francisco. Francisco. When in Rome. When in Rome. <laughs> Suck dick. <laughs> All right, yo. <laughs> All right, I think we take this about as far as we can fucking take yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll be in San Fran. Guys, come on out. Uh, we'd love to see you. And we'd love it when you tell us that you listen to the podcast. It, may, it makes us happy. So uh, How can you say that, Gail? Let us know, man. We'll talk to you later. Pussy ass, nigga.